you ever found yourself in a point in your life because of a situation that it seemed like there was no way out? There's only one? There's no way out. I'm not talking like, dude, there's four guys, there was no way out, and I took them all out. I'm not talking like that, no way out. If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I'm talking about your... Like your career. No, not like... <laughs> hopelessness, how about that? Have you ever found yourself in a place of hopelessness? I need to preface this with God. Like an example. An example. You have something so big in your life going on that that's all you're focusing on. And it seems like it, it's almost like your world's coming to an end. Whether it be big or small, big, sm something small, you didn't study for a test. And you know you're probably going to fail. That's the only thing you think about, and it just feels like there's no way out of this. Okay, my parents are going to kill me. I mean, just tons of things start piling up in your mind. Even to the bigger things, maybe a family member passed away. And it just hurts you so bad that you just feel hopeless. Like there's, how can I ever recover from this? Has anybody ever felt that way? Yes. Now that I explained it a little bit. I know in my life I've felt that way. And tonight, guys, I just want to share a little bit with you that there is hope. There might be times in your life that you get to a point in your life where you're like, I don't really, I kind of feel hopeless. I feel like I have nowhere to go from here but down. Like there's no hope for me. Nothing's good is going to come out of this, and I'm stuck. I'm just going to have to live with it. Either you've experienced that in your life, you, hopefully you won't have to experience that. But I'm going to tell you what happens, what, how you get to that point a lot of times. You know that Satan will take an issue that comes up in your life, something you're dealing with, whether it be something that, a sin in your life that, you, that you've had a hard time getting out, or whether it be a situation coming up that your parents have done something, or that you need to, uh, a tragedy has happened to you or your family, or you got something going on at school where people are talking about you, whether it be small or big, you know what Satan tries to do? He tries to get you focused on it. It's almost like, y'all know what tunnel vision is, right? Yeah. How many of y'all wear hats like this right here? They come down over your head and just kind of scoop around? No. I see a lot of people. Wearing no, them. Like that tunnel vision, okay? That's where you can't see left to the right. All you can see is straight ahead of you. By the way, anybody driving, that's not a good thing, okay? So if you ever can only see that you just need to pull over and stop, it's not good. You'd be able to look around. Same will get us a focusing on that one thing in our life, one, pull us away. If, if he can get us focusing on that one issue and make us feel hopeless, like there is no hope. You know, you're like, man, a test. If I didn't study for a test, I wouldn't feel hopeless. You say that. But how many of y'all know that what you feel and common sense sometimes don't add up? You know? Think about that for a second. How many of y'all have blown something way out of proportion in your life? Something that was small that could be easily taken care of. All of a sudden, it was a giant that you had to eventually deal with. You know, you're like, whoa, dude. I remember when you were down here. And I could have stopped you there, but I'll let you grow. You know what I'm talking about? 
That's what Satan wants you to do, because he can get you focusing on the small things and make them larger than anything else in your life. It makes you feel hopeless. And he takes that hope away from you. Why would he do this? I mean, you all know, without hope, what reason do you have to stand? What reason do you have to fight anymore? Why would you just follow the path that whatever way he wants you to go? If you truly didn't have any hope and you're sitting there, I'm speaking to people who are saved right now and who are not saved. The people who are saved, if Satan can get you feeling hopeless, like there's no hope, it's a lot easier to go down that path that you should never be going down. You know what I'm talking about? It's a lot easier to go down the wrong path, to get off the path God's got you going on. If you're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. You know, you know God's great, but you're like, he's not going to help me. That makes no sense at all. But Satan's got you so focused on that, that's all you can see. All of a sudden, he's made that thing so great that you, you just, it's like a giant you can't, you can't get rid of. You can't get rid of it. I'm going to tell you how in just a second. I want somebody to look up Romans 8.28. I'm going to go ahead and spit out some scriptures real quick. Jeremiah 29.11. Somebody else. Raise hands who wants to look up scriptures. One, two, okay. You can look up Romans 8.28. You can look up Jeremiah 29.11. It's in the middle. Somewhere. Okay, I want to get back to what I was saying. There's hope, guys. In your life, if you come to a point and you feel like there is no hope, you need to stop. Um, 29.11 You need to stop If you're saved there, You have hope in Christ There is hope There's no reason that you should be Sitting there feeling like there is no hope That's just a smokescreen Satan's put up in front of you For those who might not know the Lord It's also a smokescreen He's put up in front of you Saying you know what You have no hope There is a hope It's called Jesus Christ there's always hope in Him. Hope is a vital thing in our lives. Without it, we just kind of get washed around. Like it were, Imagine yourself in an ocean, okay? And all of a sudden, a big storm comes up. And you're by yourself in a rowboat. What's going to happen to you? You're going to lose hope quick. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, oh, Lord. No, okay. I've lost. I'm going down. You know, you're going to lose hope. And if you don't have hope that you're going to get out of that situation, what is the tendency for your body to do, your flesh? To freak out, to give up? How many, have y'all ever heard of somebody, seen, known somebody, or ever been in a circumstance where it's like, why do I try anymore? They're, I'm not going to be able to get out. I can't, forget it. And you just quit trying. It's not about us. And I'm going to get to that in a second. Our hope in Christ. I want somebody to read Romans 8, 28. The one who has it. You have it ready? Great thing. Read it for us, would you? Okay. 
God works all things to our good, in other words. Those who love and serve him are called to his purpose. If he works all things to our good, why are we so easily made hopeless? When you find yourself in a situation where you've taken your mind and your eyes off of things of God, and you start focusing in on a circumstance or situation, and you start feeling hopeless, you need to stop and say, okay, what do you want to do here, Lord? Your word says that all things work to the good to those who love and serve the Lord. They're called whatever she just said. Sorry, it left my mind. According to his purpose. You said this, Lord, so what are you trying to work out? If this is going to work to my good, what do us as Christians need to be? Us who are going through that time where it feels hopeless, what are we supposed to do? Stand strong. The word tells us when doing all stand, sometimes you just have to stand. Stand strong knowing that God's going to work this out. Somebody read Jeremiah. Go ahead and read Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And a hope. Future and a hope. Peace. The thoughts God thinks of, of us are hope. God's not a God of not having any hope. In Romans 15, 13, go ahead and write that down. Anybody taking notes? I want you to write down and look it up later. Paraphrase, our God is a God of hope. A God of hope. Whenever you find yourself in that situation, if you're saved, first of all, if you're unsaved, you find yourself in that situation, I want to tell you right now, there's a God. There's a God of hope. He will give you hope for your life. All of a sudden, the things that you feel like there is no purpose, He'll give you a purpose. Sometimes we think that those small things. There's a God who will give you hope. People who are saved, if you find yourself in a situation where your hope is still lost, you need to stop. Because that's not of God. You need to stop. You need to remember and know that all things work to your good. If you if you love God, you're serving Him. It'll work to your good. What's going on? Ask, stop and ask God. What's going on? Am I supposed to learn something from this? What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to reach through this? Too many times we think it's all about us, like Garrett said. And whenever our focus turns in on us, what happens? It's real easy to get in despair without hope, isn't it? I mean, think about that. If you rely on yourself, what hope do you have in general at all? There's a hope in God because God is a God of hope. In uh, towards the end of Acts, Paul went through a situation that I thought I should share with y'all. Because in the natural eye, it looked like a hopeless situation. But it wasn't. Paul got thrown into jail because of acting, because people were coming against him saying that he was lying, saying uh, that he was doing things against God, stuff like that, stuff that were totally lies. He was brought before, I don't remember, I know he eventually went before the king, but he was in prison for it, okay? For two years, Paul was in prison for something he didn't even do. How many of y'all know if we were sitting there in prison for something we didn't do, it'd be real easy to go, okay, there's no way out of this. I didn't even do anything, and I've been in here. He was in there for like two years. At least two years. 
is actually he was at the at the king's uh, in jail with the king, not with the king, but the king's palace for two years. That's a hopeless situation, a seemingly hopeless situation, isn't it? Did y'all know that through that though he got to minister to the king, got to minister to powerful people across the land, all because he didn't get hopeless. Think about that. If Paul would have been thrown into jail and he was stuck there and he became hopeless, what good would he be to what the Lord wanted to do with him? When you're hopeless, you turn in on yourself. Oh, man. Pitiful me. I don't want to ever get through this. You know what I'm talking about? When you get that hopelessness, hopelessness, it's all about yourself a lot of times. It's like, man, I don't know. God, you know, I thought you loved me. Why have I been here for two years? You have to hold on to that hope that God gives you because you serve a God of hope, okay? You have to hold on to that. Because there's going to be things that come up in your life that you might not understand, that might not have explanations. And they're going to be just that unless you ask God why. What is it that you want me to accomplish through this? You know what else happened to Paul? After he was there for two years, they sent him off. They were actually... I think he was going, they were taking him home. I think he was getting out of jail or something. I'm not totally sure, but anyways, he was on a boat. He carried someone. Long story short, they docked for the winter. You know, Paul was like, hey guys, you need to stay here for the winter because it's going to get bad out there. There's going to be loss of the boat, lives, all this kind of stuff. And they were like, no, no, we can make it. They go out. Anyways, they're out in the ocean can't see the stars. And how many of y'all know they didn't have GPS back then? That's how they navigated the stars and stuff like that. Okay, It wasn't like, well, let me call somebody. Hey, where? You got my position? Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's out there in another hopeless situation. This just came along with being out of jail. It wasn't like a time where he was on his own. He, he was like, oh, he got to see people visit a little bit. No, this was on his way out. Right out of being in jail for two years. He was, I think he was headed somewhere else to be tried or something like that. He was headed before the Jew, Jews or something like that. Anyways, he was being carried across. He wasn't out of jail yet. He was being carried across. He had a centurion or somebody going with him. Making sure he got there. And he gets out in the middle of the ocean. Tossed around with the cares of the waves. Wherever the waves went, they had to go because they had no way of knowing which way to go. They couldn't set up the sail. Would have been broken by the winds. How many of y'all know that would be another hopeless situation? He prayed. God said, "Nobody on this. I've given these people to you. Nobody on this boat is going to die. But I want you to go minister to this person over here, and you will live." Is what he told Paul. He had his mission wasn't over. But he said the boat was going to get shipwrecked. Okay, well, how many of y'all know? If you go, okay, guys, we're going to have to shipwreck, but we're going to live, that's hard to swallow sometimes. And think about it. Guys, we're going to crash, but everything's going to be okay. I mean, it's to the point that they were throwing over food. They've been out so long. They, they just had, they were throwing things over, making the boat lighter. They finally shipwrecked on an island and met the locals there. Okay? The locals there. You know what happened then? He got bit by a poisonous snake. A viper. He was starting a fire. A viper bit him on the hand. Picked it up. The way I read it, he didn't go, oh my gosh. You know, he wasn't like slinging it around. 
He picked it up, shook it off into the fire, went on about his business. Well, think about this for a second. If you got bit by a snake, a viper, a very poisonous snake. <laughs> yeah, it did. Two minutes. I mean, seriously, you're thinking. How do y'all know that Paul could have let that be a hopeless situation? But y'all know, where, where was Paul's trust and his hope? What was his hope in? God. God had hope. He had hope. God had given him a mission. If Paul would have stopped hoping, he wouldn't have accomplished that whole that whole um, island that he was in, he got to minister to. They got saved. How much did God accomplish through one man who, through the world's eyes, was in a hopeless situation for I don't know how long. I don't, I don't know exactly the timeline there, but it made it sound like it was like four years or something like that. Y'all can read it, study it, let me know when you find out exact time. What I want y'all to walk away with tonight what I want y'all to know in your spirit. If you come up to a hopeless situation, something that it seems like your world's coming to an end, no matter, no matter how big or small, stop. And ask God, what is it? What's going on here? Maybe something you brought on to yourself. If you're studying for a test, if you have a test coming up and you don't study on it, you kind of brought that upon yourself. But still, God to help you. God is a God of hope, guys. And I want to tell you, don't ever give up hope. Because once you give up hoping, you're just at the mercy of whatever. Mercy of your flesh. Because if you have nothing to live for, nothing to fight for, I think, what was that saying? If you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. don't have that hope, you get tossed around. And I want to encourage you tonight, guys, if you come across something that, like that in your life, take courage because you serve a God of hope. If you're lost and you found yourself in a place of hopelessness, I'll tell you right now, guys, money won't give you what's empty in your, right here. The aching feeling you feel sometimes when you go to bed. Some people cover it up with drugs. Some people drink to cover it up. Whatever it is that you do to try to cover up that feeling, you know, you know, sometimes you can cover it up for a while, but all of a sudden it comes back. That hole is a spot where God goes. That hole you're feeling is that longing for truth, for for hope. I will tell you right now, if you're running from God, if there's issues in your life that you have not dealt with because you're just filling it with whatever you can, eventually you're going to get to the end of the rope. It's kind of like pulling a rope. You're sitting here pulling this rope and you think, okay, kind of feel the Lord want me to get rid of this, but I'm just going to pull the rope faster just to take my mind off of it. For a while your mind will be off of it, but eventually you'll get to the end of the rope. Why do you think so many celebrities go crazy pretty much, you know? They have all the money, the girls, the time, the fame, all the cool stuff. And that's what they think hope is. That's what they put their hope in. But all of a sudden they get to the end of that. 
There's nothing there. There's nothing there. They've lost their hope. If you're running from God tonight, if there's you've almost lost hope, but you're leaning towards the things of the world just to quiet them. You have an emptiness inside of you when you go to bed at night. But you just go see as good as you can so you can wake up and fill that void with something else. I'll tell you that's not the answer. You put your hope in something that's going to fail you. Guys, we as Christians need to get out there and share our hope with others. How many of y'all this week have shared your hope, shared God with somebody? That's awesome. And I'm not saying that to be down on yourself. I'm just saying, guys, God has called, God has given us a hope that so many people are looking for, even though they put on a front. Even though they put on this, I'm bad, don't talk to me about that mess. They're looking. That's what they're doing. All they're doing is just looking. Every one of you in here tonight that is filled with God, that is filled, that is saved, Every one of you in here tonight that is saved, you have a right and an obligation to share your hope with them. This is what we're supposed to be doing, guys. Everybody bow your head to God. Father, let us know your hope. Father, if there's anybody in this room that is feeling hopeless, I ask right now that you will reveal yourself to them, that you will give them the hope that they need. Any lost people in here, Father God. Lord, right now, I just want everybody to close your eyes, bow your head. If there's anybody in here that does not know the Lord, that wants to come to know and wants you, raise your hand. This isn't anything to shame anybody. It's just an, I want to give that opportunity out there, guys. There's a hope out there for you. If you don't know God, there's a hope. I just want to offer that to you. Father, right now, I just pray that you will fill us, Father God, with all that we need to go out there and share our hope to others. Lord, I pray that you'll bring people across our path, Father, that we can speak to. I pray that you'll show us how to speak to people, Lord. I pray that you'll just teach us how to speak to them in love. Create us a heart, Father God, to go after the lost. Lord, you came for the lost. I was once lost. Everybody in this room was once lost, Father God. And by your grace, we are saved, and you picked us up, and we know who you are. We now have hope. We now know the truth, Father. And God, I just ask right now that you will fill us with the boldness, even more of a desire to go out there and change our schools. Tell our friends, guys, it's time to stop keeping quiet about the gospel. It's time to stop keeping quiet about telling your friends about God and what you believe. Stop playing along. The church, Christians are called to be set apart from the world. To be in it, but not of it. And we are of it a lot of times, and we need to not be of it. Wash yourself, guys. Be the people God has called you to be. You don't need to worry about what people will think or what people will say. The only thing that you need to be doing is following God and sharing your faith with others. It's not your responsibility to make sure reaction comes from them. It's only your responsibility to speak to them and show them God's love. I encourage you tonight, guys. In the morning, wake up and pray and say, God, bring people across my path that I can speak to, that I can share your love with. 
that I can say, you know what? It might seem hopeless, but there's a God. If you receive Him, you won't have all the hope you ever need. There's no dead ends with Him. It might look like it's everybody else, but there's no dead ends with Him. This God is a God of hope. I encourage you tomorrow, guys, to open up your eyes. Stop sleeping. Stop slumbering. I'm not talking about the sleep that you do to get rested for the next day, but I mean spiritually sleeping. Spiritually coasting. It's time to stop. It's time to open up our eyes and make a difference. I don't know if this is registering with any of y'all. I, I mean, I know it is. But I mean, really making a spiritual connection. It's time to rise up. And go after God. And sh uh, share with others what God is, who He is. When you wake up in the morning, guys, I encourage you to ask God, Lord, strengthen me today. Fill me with what I need to minister to others. To share your love with others. To share you with others. You know what? If you ask God to do that, ask God to bring people across your path, He will. Don't be praying if you're just doing it as a courtesy prayer, hoping He won't, because He will. Then you'll be held accountable for not saying anything. God's a great God, guys. It's time for us to start sharing with everybody. Lord, bless us, keep us, protect us, Father. Fill us, Father God, with your power and your anointing. Prepare us for what you have us do. May our ears be open to hear your voice, our eyes to see what you want us to do, and our hearts to receive, and our minds to understand. Open us up, Father God, to be led by you. Thank you so much. Amen, guys. Y'all are blessed. We're not, nobody leave this room until service is over. I'll go check on it in just a second. Nice, Joe, you want to pick up some music? I would just like to